0: Heavenly Father, I I thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. Um, I thank you, Lord, for your grace and and just your love that uh, that you pour out on us, Lord, every single day. Lord, I thank you for your teachings, Lord, for guiding us and, and, and your Spirit and in interceding for us and and instructing us, Lord, in your ways. Um, I thank you for your love and just um, that every day you desire and you uh, and you pursue us, Lord, and you draw us closer and closer to you, God. Um, Father, I pray uh, today and I ask that um, you use me and that you speak through me, Lord, um, about your Spirit's uh, anointing in us, Lord, and how you guide us and instruct us, Lord, and uh, our purpose in uh, our ministry, Lord, uh, in you to glorify uh, you and the Father, um, and the Holy Spirit. In, uh, in your name, Christ, I pray. Amen. So uh, this week we will um, be talking about the Holy Spirit's anointing. Um, so many of us uh, struggle to see um, who we are now in the mm-hmm. Spirit and uh, just the Spirit's anointing upon us and what ministry uh, have we been given uh, that the Spirit uh, gives us. Um, and so this this week uh, I really desire you to understand and to just to see what Scripture says about your place and your authority um, and your ministry um, uh, being uh, guided by the Holy Spirit. So the Old, co- uh, old Covenant uh, was a representation of God's holiness uh, through the physical ordinances. Uh, we see this a lot in uh, like the Book of Numbers and Exodus and Leviticus. Um, and basically these sacraments um, help the people of Israel understand and see um, the severity of their sins. As well as the goodness of God through physical means, um, and then you had priests that were uh, set apart uh, by God for uh, for His work, and they were uh, interceding for the Israelites, um, the people of God, and um, and also displaying to the Israelites the perfection needed uh, to be in the presence of God. <clears throat> um, So we know that uh, the anointing of Jesus Christ was was foreshadowed and and, uh, that we see that in the Old Testament. We see that foreshadowing through these physical ordinances. Um, And we know that under the New Covenant, the old sacrificial system was done away with and was gone um, as it was already fulfilled uh, through the offering of um, Jesus Christ, which he is the great and high priest um, of whom it was uh, foreshadowed um, in the Old Testament, through Aaron, the high priest. Uh, in Hebrews 4, uh, verses 14 through 15, uh, we read, Since then we have a great high priest who has, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unstable, unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is ev- in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And and so we we see that um, in the in uh, we see this uh, in in the New Testament where the Father has bought us uh, with a price, uh, and we also read that in 1 Corinthians six twenty, where it says, "You have been brought with a price; therefore, glor- glorify God in your body." And not only that. <clears throat> Uh, not only that, um, but we all, we've also been qualified um, as saints uh, for His perpetual priesthood throughout the generations to come. In um, and so I'll be referring back and forth uh, in the Old Testament, and New Testament, talking about priesthood, talking about um, what what does it mean um, that how, like that we are priests, and what does that mean, and what what is how do we benefit from that and, and what is our mission and, 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 and um, how does that help in our walk with with God uh, so in Exodus 40 verse 15 it says and you shall anoint them even as you have anointed their father that they may minister as priests to me and their anointing will qualify them for perpet- perpetual priesthood throughout their generations so this was the ultimate sacrifice for sin, and um, and this speaking of Christ. Uh, so going back to the New, uh, New Testament, we have Christ fulfilling the great uh, the great high priest, uh, fulfilling that sin offering for us, uh, and and it was once and forever, and and that was that uh, that was to the Father who sent His Son and and bought us with the lambs, of Christ. Christ's blood, and that, and again, that's what qualified us as saints uh, for a perpetual priesthood throughout the generations to come, and this was the ultimate sacrifice for sin, and we see that the 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 veil which in the Old Testament um, separated um, us from God and the the presence of the holy from the most holy. Uh, was torn, ap- uh, uh, torn apart at the death of uh, Christ on the cross. That veil, physical veil, was actually torn apart as a representation that, um, that now we have access to God, uh, direct access. And in no, no longer is there a temple, um, as we see in the Old Testament, where we have a temple, uh, physical temple, but now God resides in our body as a temple for, for, for the Holy Spirit. Um, which opened the door for us to have a relationship with God. In, in Hebrews 10, uh, verses 19, 19 through 22, we read, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the, through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an, from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Jesus is our intercessor and he allows us uh, and enables us to enter into the presence of God. And we read this in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 5, where it says, For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Hebrews 19, 14, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered him without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And so, as he he says in Hebrews 10, uh, he says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Um, Because in the Old Testament, we had... um, some of these physical uh, foreshadowing were uh, like the lepers um, where they were they would wander outside um, outside the city and uh, outside of pretty much everyone else and they would cry out unclean, unclean um, as they passed by and and uh, it says in Leviticus 30 and that was a foreshadowing of, of just and also a physical uh, way of showing, uh, the sin and the, how, how that sets us apart how, how how that just um just uh uh, uh that uh, connection is, is separated between us and god uh in Leviticus 13:45 uh, um, we read anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes let their hair be unkept cover the lower part of their face and cry out unclean unclean but now, regardless of, of our like sinful lusts, uh, which was also foreshadowed in the Old Testament, we read uh, where if someone had uh, physical blemishes, um, they were lame or they had injuries. Uh, even says if a person has had itching disease or defect, uh, defect in his sight, in um, that would also be something that would. Um, would uh, would not be allowed in the presence of God, and that that it that shows us just how holy and how um, and how Im- how holy God is, and how impure we are, and how sin in uh, our lust and in our uh, nature uh, just separates us from God. In uh, Leviticus twenty one uh, verses sixteen through twenty three, we read, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Speak to Aaron, and this was a high priest over there." Uh, he says, speak to Aaron saying, none of your os- offspring throughout their generations who has a blemish may approach to offer the bread of his God. For no one has a blemish shall for no one who has a blemish shall draw near, a man blind or lame or one who has a, a mutilated face or a limb too long or a man who has an injured foot or an injured hand or a hunchback or a dwarf or a man with a t- <laughs> <laughs> I love you, (laughs) Tiffany. Or a hunchback or a dwarf or a man with a defect in his sight or an itching disease or scabs or crushed testicles, no man of the (laughs) no man of the offspring of Aaron, the priest, who has a blemish shall come near to offer the Lord's food offering. Since he has a blemish, he shall not come near to, the, to offer the bread of his God. He may eat the bread of his God, but both, but both of the most holy and of the holy things, but he shall not go through the veil or approach the altar, because he has a blemish, that he may not profane my sanctuaries, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them." Um, but we see in as we as we look down, look into the new covenant and the foreshadowing, we see that through him, through Christ, we've received healing, we receive restoration, and and through him, um, through the um, the great high priest Jesus Christ, we have become a royal priesthood. First uh, Peter two nine, he says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Um, And so just as a quick overview, um, I was just giving a a quick picture of the Old Covenant and the New Covenant or the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, where these things were fulfilled by Jesus Christ and how we see in the Old Testament where we have the sin and how, how much it separated us in a physical uh, way, um, we could see how much it separated us from, from the Father, from God. Um, and how imperfect, imperfect, um, um, that would um, set us apart from, uh, set us uh, far from God. But through Christ, uh, we are reconciled through, uh, through, uh, to God. And so we are royal priesthood. So the, uh, in, in the Old Testament, and, and and this also is, the same applies to us, uh, this royal pre- priesthood was set apart, anointed for the work of God. It was a rite of inaugura- inauguration. In Exodus 28, verse 41, he says, You shall put them on Aaron, your brother, and on his sons with him, and you shall anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them that they may serve me as priests. So Aaron was a high priest, was the, the um um, not the perfect high priest because that is Jesus Christ but Aaron was that foreshadowing in the Old Testament and his sons what we are the foreshadowing in the New Testament in Exodus thirty thirty, uh, we see a similar uh, similar thing uh, where he says you shall uh, the Lord says you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister as priests to me you shall speak to the sons of Israel saying, this shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. So these priests were ordained to enter God's presence on behalf of Israel and were called to the highest level of moral integrity and holiness. Uh, not only did they represent the people before God, but they also represented God to the people. And in uh, we see this in Exodus. Um, and, and again, I want to give you a, a, a quick insight and quick picture in the priesthood in the Old Testament so that you understand when when Christ says that we are coherent we are coheirs with him that we are priests and kings um, that you understand that access that has been given to us to approach the most holies uh, to approach God in that personal and and, and, and uh, connection and, and, and bond that we can have with him where previously, uh, that sin separated us from, from God. So in Exodus twenty nine forty four verse thirty uh, through forty six, uh, he says, "I will consecrate uh, consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar altar. I will also consecrate Aaron and his sons to minister as priests to me. I will dwell among the sons of Israel, and I will be and I will be their God. They shall know that I am their God, the Lord their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt." That I might dwell among them, I am the Lord their God. And so the uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit um, ordains you, ordains us, and consecrates you, that you may serve the Lord as priests. Um, so again, just as Moses anointed Aaron with a, with some of the blood from the altar and and sprinkled it on Aaron and on his garments and on his sons. Um, and uh, consecrating Aaron and his garments and his sons. Um, so have we been anointed uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, by the Holy Spirit through the blood offering of, of Jesus Christ, of, of that lamb, that Christ, his blood was sprinkled upon us, which purifies us, it consecrated us, and ordained us to serve as priests, kings, co-he- uh, co-heirs with him to serve the Father, the Lord. And um, I'm going to read a little bit uh, in Exodus and, and Hebrews just to give you the the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New Covenant side by side so you get a, a, a better understanding. In Exodus 29 verse 21, um, he says, Then you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and, and, and sprinkle it, on Aaron, and on his garments, and on his sons, and on his sons' garments with him. So he and his garments shall be con- consecrated, as well as his sons, and his sons' garments with him. In Hebrews nine eleven through 22, we read, But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood. He entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a, of a hay fire sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit off, offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse the uh, cleanse your conscience uh, yeah sorry uh, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God so the blood of Christ is what cleanses us and we are fully cleansed We're, uh, we are f- purified made pure in the sight of God in the old covenant we see it was a covering the, that uh, atonement was a um, uh, a covering of sins <clears throat> Um, but through Christ it was um, a full forgiveness, a full cleansing, we're purified. For this reason, verse 15 through 22, uh, for this reason he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgressions that were committed under, under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where a covenant is, there must be Of necessity be the death of the one who made it for a covenant is valid only when men are dead for it is never in force while the one who made it lives therefore even the first covenant was not inaugurated without blood for when every covenant for every for when every commandment had been spoken by Moses to all the people according to the law he took the blood of the calves and the goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying this is the blood of the covenant which god commanded you and in the same way he sprinkled both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry with the blood and according to the law one may almost say all things are cleansed with blood and without shedding of blood there is no forgiveness just showing the importance of 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 what Christ has done for us, and now it is—it was necessary for Christ to go through all of that to fulfill um, that which was foreshadowed in the old covenant um, once and for all to give us freedom um, and and and, uh, and full forgiveness of, of um, our sins. So, so what is the uh, our ministry? Um, and of 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 the spirit's anointing, so the Holy Spirit anoints us in what is our ministry. Now, to each one of us, the Spirit calls us in different different areas of life, different um, different paths. But all of us have the same ministry. Um, for if our high priest, which is Jesus Christ, has one ministry, then we, as his priests, as his sons. Must fulfill the same ministry that he has. So much like Aaron and his children received the anointing in oil, uh, which uh, represented the Holy Spirit's anointing. Um, in in the in the Old Testament, we see, and even in the New Testament, we see the uh, infilling of the Spirit, um, where the outpouring of oil was in the Old Testament was from the head down to the members of the body, and that that demonstrated you know the Spirit infilling. In, in filling and dwelling um, the entire member of, of, of that person. Um, so, uh, so they received the, the, the Spirit's anointing, and they were set apart to show the perfection that was necessary to be in the presence of God, the problem of sin, the law, and how it distant them from God. And, and, and the example I gave uh, prior was uh, of the lepers and in the necessity of the sacrifices upon sacrifices that were needed to atone, which in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, was to cover uh, the sins of the people. And, and yet through the sin, even through the sin and what they've done, you see the Father's love um, and desire to still be united, to still, to still call Israel his own nation, the nation that God has chosen as his own people. Um, so we have that we have we have that uh, we see that in in Aaron and his children, um, but what about the ministry that has been given to Christ, and to us to His sons? So much much similarly, uh, we see that Christ um, and, and us we received the anointing and the Holy Spirit. Uh, we were set apart for di- uh, for divine use. Uh, we were set apart to preach good tidings. Um, we, preach, uh, we preach grace, we preach um, the, uh, the, the priests, uh, the atonement um, and forgiveness of sin um, be, uh, fully being made through the high priest, which is Christ. And there is no more need of um, yearly atonement, um, yearly covering of sins. Christ has fulfilled it all. He is the high priest and he has fulfilled um, all of the ordinances uh, in, in the old covenant. Uh, he he has taken our sins he has uh, he has taken them uh, far away we see that as a foreshadowing of, of the uh, of the scapegoat which the priest would 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 um, have a scapegoat and 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 that would represent the sins of, of, of the people and it would just uh, leave it and and, and let it uh, run off and into the wilderness to show a representation of our sins being uh, sent away um uh, um, sent away and, and, and being done with. Um, and that was what was also foreshadowed as Christ, who he was our scapegoat, taking our sins away so that we could have a, a, a relationship with the Father. And, and Christ uh, interceded for us and intercedes for us. We see this um, in at the right hand of the Father. And freedom being proclaimed, uh, healing the sick, being proclaimed, uh, Uh, being proclaimed and the favorable year of the Lord being proclaimed so again uh, the ministry for for Aaron and his and his sons uh, we we see it was I'm just gonna repeat uh, there's a lot of information I don't want you to get sidetracked or distracted Um, was to show the imperfection the necessary uh, uh, the perfection necessary to be in the presence of God, the law, the problem of sin, um, the the physical um, ordin- ordinances as a display and a reminder of how wicked our sin and how much it distanced us from God and the sacrifices and atonement needed for for our sins. Um, and yet through that, we also see the blessing and, and the love of God still still being with Israel and with his people, um, because still God desired a relationship with them. And through Christ, we see a new covenant, a new way, where we see he has fulfilled all of these ordinances. He has been the great high priest. There is no more atonement needed. He is the, the one who um, has fully fulfilled everything. And through him, through our faith in him, uh, our conscience is, is, is wiped clean. We are forgiven and he is one who uh, has taken our sins away uh, so that's that's the ministry that the holy spirit anoints us to go and preach and also the blessings from what christ has done for us um, and that is also as he says proca- uh freedom to those who are bound uh, uh proclaiming healing and and and, and uh, setting those free uh from oppression and declaring that this year is a favorable year of the lord and we see, um, we see this, um, this anointing and this ministry, which the reason I, I, I mention is this, this anointing and ministry is so important because it is your anointing and it, it is your ministry as well. And that if you do not know fully your ministry and your anointing, you're not serving the, you're not fully serving God as a priest as you should. So if, if our high priest has received an anointing, has received a ministry, then you must be made aware of that. You must know what it is because, is it, because you as priest, as his son, it is also your ministry. So we see that in Luke 4, um, verses 18 through 21. Um, it's actually from verses 18 through 19, but I'm just going to read a little bit um, before that. It says, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the Spirit, And the power of the Spirit and news about him spread throughout all surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and were praised by all. And he came to Nazareth uh, where he had been brought up as it it was his custom. He entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and 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 stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set free those who are oppressed to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and he closed the book gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So Jesus Christ, the high priest, has received this ministry through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so, as, so have we um, as ordained priests um, and, and consecrated priests through the blood of Christ through that high priest uh, we, and, and, and receiving the Holy Spirit's anointing on us Uh, We have received that same ministry to aid um, with our high priest's ministry. So it's the same ministry. We're called to do the same. And again, we're called to preach the gospel to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set free those who are oppressed, proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And this is our holy calling. Um, just as, just as I read before, where a royal priesthood was set apart, they were, it was anointed, uh, for the work of God and, um, and they were inaugurated for the work of God. So have we been inaugurated for this work of God? And so have we become these priests? So have we become these royal priesthood to do and to fulfill this ministry through the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do this work for God? Um... And 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 so a lot of us um, have no problem preaching the gospel, um, but again, it's not we're that's not just the just the calling. Um, so it's important that we know our full calling. Um, we have uh, as as part of as as part of the anointing, uh, and I mentioned this throughout some of the past um, weeks is the spirit has given us power. He has given us power. We are in Christ and we have the power to set people free uh, from sin, uh, from, uh, from any bondage or oppression that they have of the devil. We have power through Christ, through the high priest. He has given us pr- uh, power um, to, um, to, to set people free um, and, um, and again proclaim the year of the Lord. 2 Timothy um, chapter 1 verse 9 he says who saved us speaking of Christ and called who saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our works but because of his own purpose and grace which which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Um, so yeah this was the, the father had had this calling on us giving us giving it to us through Christ through that uh, high priest the great and high priest. Um, and, uh, as we see, uh, in, um, in John chapter 20, I'm just going to read a few others just so you understand that you're not, I I want you to, to see your, who you are in Christ and, and the power that he, that he has given you. Um, that uh, the um, the access that he has given you to the father how that close relationship that he has given you um, it's 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 important that you understand that it's more important that you know that because um, because that's that's your access to God That's, that's, that's 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 blessings that's that's God is desiring to have a personal and intimate relationship with you. And he has given you that access through Christ. And he has given you so much more through Christ. He says in John uh, 20 verses 21 through 23, he says, uh, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as the father has sent me. So this is our high priest talking to us, his sons, his priests. Even so, I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, "Receive the Holy Spirit." And again, we see in the Old Testament the Spirit, the, the anointing of oil, was a representation of the Spirit um, upon the sons of Aaron, uh, consecrating them as priests. Um, and he says, "If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness for many, it is withheld." Revelations 5.10, he says, And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And he's talking about us. Matthew 16.19, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Revelations 1.6, And made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. To him the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, so this is our this is our we are royal, we are a royal nation, we are a royal priesthood to God. Um, we have access now to God through Christ. We have access to the most holies of holies. Um, and that is to to the Spirit, to the to the Holy Spirit. He is in us, he is anointing us, and now we go and proclaim. Um, the the wonderful excellencies, as he says, the um let's see, let me let me actually get the right, right verse. Um, the wonderful excellencies that the Lord has done to us. Let me uh, just get the. Right. That you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's that's that that is our holy calling. And so, with that, with us being priests, uh, royal priests, um, we now have authority, we have power, um, and and we can approach the Most holies. And as royal priests, when we receive Christ. Um, he gives us power. He gives us authority, and we will be and we are witnesses of Christ. Um, we become witnesses of His power, the Godhead, and the authority of Christ. Um, the power that has given that uh, through through the Spirit that has, uh, has been given to us bears witness and proclaims the Lord's resurrection. Right, um, as sons, we glorify. Um, uh, as as, as, as ch- children of God, we glorify the Son through the works that we do. Um, he says m- many times throughout Scripture, if you ask anything in my name, um, he is faithful to give it to us. Uh, for through these miracles, we become witness um, and bring glory to the Son, um, that we testify of his resurrection. And the, the, the reason why it is so important um, of his resurrection is, um, is because if Christ was not resurrected, if, if he's not alive today, then all is meaningless. But by what we do, you know, by proclaiming freedom, release to the captives, healing, um, our restoration, grace through Christ, we show that, and, and, and by his power and by these miracles of the Holy Spirit through us, we show and prove that Christ is indeed alive. He is indeed here, and he is, he is indeed uh, working and actively seeking us and desiring us and, and desires a, a, a relationship with us. Um, and that's why it's uh, in, uh, in the first book of Acts, um, it was so important uh, when they spoke about a witness for Christ's resurrection. They say, Therefore it is necessary that of the men who have accomplished us all, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John, until the day that he was taken us uh, taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with uh, with us of his resurrection. And so he he mentions Paul is writing uh, or uh, Luke is writing um, in in Acts um, talking about it is the crucial things. There's the baptism of John, baptism of repentance, uh, Christ ascent, uh, being taken away from us, he, he his death on the cross, but also someone that bears witness of his resurrection. If you don't believe in his resurrection and, and, and what he, that he he died and he has risen back, then you don't believe in this power. Like to you, there's no power. Christ has no power. There's no, if if, if, if he has not conquered the grave, then he's not alive. It doesn't matter. It, it all becomes meaningless. Um. But because he is, uh, we can perform signs and wonders um, through the Holy Spirit uh, granted us um, by the Holy Spirit um, in the name of Jesus Christ. In uh, Acts 4 verse 30, um, he says, "While you extended your hand to heal and, um, while you extend your hand to heal, and signs and wonders take place through the name of of your holy servant Jesus in Acts 9 through 235 he says and there he found these are different um, miracles happening over and over and over again um, proclaiming Christ proclaiming his um, uh, his uh, his resurrection but also this is part of your ministry where this holy calling that Christ had um, Preach the gospel to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, uh, setting free the oppressed. This was all to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, to proclaim uh, Christ and that High Priest to us. This is our calling. This is our ministry, and we have been anointed to do this. And so we see this throughout Acts, and and, and again, the the reason and the purpose of, of, of this message, as um, as I finish up is is to. Um, to make you, to 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 give you an understanding and and to um, really make you, uh, I I want you to know that you have been given access, so much access, direct access to God, and that you have um, that through Christ, because your spirit is that uh, that um, Christ's spirit spirit is in you. Um, that you can do so much more, and that you should not be uh weighed down by by doubts or a you know i don't maybe it's 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 not god's will or you know maybe this or maybe that, you know your spirit is aligned with god's you're a priest, a royal priesthood, you have access to the holy of holies, and that is through Christ that is through what Christ has done for you, that is through his sacrifice, that is through his blood. I want you to know and I, I, I desire you to know that through him you have power and that you should not be ashamed to, to directly approach the Father and say, you know, I desire healing for this person or, 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 or this person to be set free because God will give it to you because you're coming with the blood of Christ. That and now you're coming pure in front of the throne of God, and that Christ is giving you access to that, and that is your ministry. That is that is what you've been called to do, and so so we see some of these um, some of these miracles. Um, I'm just going to name a few, just to give you an idea. In Acts uh, nine thirty six to forty two, it says, "Now in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha." which translated in Greek is called Dorcas. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continually did. And it happened that that time she fell sick and died. And when they had washed her body, they laid it in an upper room. Since Lydda Lydda, was near Joppa, the disciples, having heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him, do not delay in coming to us. So Peter arose and went with them. When he arrived they brought him into the upper room and all of the widows stood beside him weeping and, sh- and showing all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was with them. But Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed and turning to the body he said Tabitha arise and she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter she sat up and he gave her his hand and raised and he gave her his hand and raised her up. And calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And this, and it became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. This is part of our calling. This is part of our holy calling. This is part of our uh, what we have been commanded as priesthood, as royal priesthood. We have this calling. Um, it's not just about sharing the gospel, but it's about proclaiming and, and, and setting people free um, from any bondage, any sickness. In the name of Christ, we have power, we have access to God, and we can proclaim freedom and liberty, and, and, and we can um, show the grace and love of Christ um, as, as sons and as priests of God, for God. And, and again, so your sole desire is that people would see. And, and so we do this in our desires. We don't do this out of any selfishness or that we might show people our power because there is no power in us. It is Christ. Um, and so through us, we do this, that they see Jesus and not yourself. They see his love to the people, to them and to themselves. Um, they see Christ and his love to, um, to them. Um, and it, you know, a lot of times um, we we lose hope, or we don't understand things, and it's like we we don't see it happen, and it all all of it has to do uh, with faith. We we must understand the grace, um, we must understand the love and the mercy of God. Um, if we do not catch. A glimpse of God's loving kindness toward us if we don't understand his grace and how much he desires and and wants us to be united with him um, we're not going to have that faith required to, to show others that love um, expressed in in these manifestations of the Holy Spirit through us um, and uh, and so it, it, again, it all has to do with faith, um, and and you must know, that, and and you must be convinced that God is a good God. No matter the situation, no matter what you, this person might be going through, no matter if it's a uh, a deadly disease or or, or um, uh, an oppression that's been going on for many many years, it does not matter. If you believe that God is good, and that God desires the best of us, he loves to see us free he loves to see us in a in a in a uh a relationship with him in grace binding, abounding in grace um then it does not matter the situation it does not matter um what we're uh what we're going through it does not matter what they're going through if we have faith we know that this will happen uh we look we look all over scripture um we see how many did the Lord heal um, throughout Scripture? Every person that he came across uh, came across and that uh, desired him to be healed, uh, desired, uh, desired that that person was sick and, and wanted to be healed by the Lord. All of them were healed. All, it was 100% all of them were healed by the Lord. Um, we see one instance again. I mentioned this before. We see one instance where one child was 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 um, the the apostles were ch- were trying to heal him and and they could not, and that was one instance that we see in the Bible. And what does Christ say? He rebukes them because of the lack of their faith. And then we see throughout Scripture, throughout the Book of Acts, throughout just throughout the New Testament, uh, even when Christ sends out the seventy disciples. In, in the book of Luke how many did they heal they healed all of them all of them were healed hundred percent so we see it's not oh if God desires them to be healed of course God desires them to be healed we don't we don't serve Satan who desires the worst of us we don't deserve we we don't serve um, a, a God who enjoys our pain and our suffering no we serve a good God a God who loves us and desires the best and good, uh, good things for us, for his children, for his sons, and daughters. Um, and and again, what must you do to receive these? To to receive this, um, the the healings, or you know whatever it is, nothing. It is. It, he says it is a gift of God, and it is free. In Matthew uh, chapter ten verse eight, he says, "Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers." Cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. God has set us free and has given us the power to set others free through him. We are priests. We are royal. We have authority. We have access. um, And we have power. Through Christ, there is nothing that can stand uh, against us. Um, so again, God, God wants to extend his goodness to all. Um, if your faith does not lack, um, you will see these things over and over and over again. And, you know, there's many times where, um, in our group and and, and even outside of group where people have been, um, healed over and over and over again. And sometimes it's one of those things where, uh, we just have to pray consistently and we have to be persistent, um, where, um, it might not happen the first time, might you know, uh, might not happen the second time. Um, you might you might have to just be there with that person if that person is truly wanting to get healed and you truly believe in the love and goodness of God, then you're not going to care about staying with that person for a couple hours and 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 just proclaim healing and 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 um, uh, freedom in the name of Christ um, because you know it will happen. It does not matter if it takes an hour, two hours, or five hours. We must be persistent and know that it will happen in the name of Christ. Um, and so, part of part of the part of the faith, um, when it comes to faith, is is that we must, again, um, the entire purpose of this um, study is to understand your place and your authority. That uh, we are. Favored, and we are children of God. Uh, we are co-heir with Christ. We are sons of God. Uh, we can boldly approach the Father through the uh, through the blood of Christ um, and make our request known, as Scripture says. Um, because through Christ, uh, we have become priests and kings unto God. He has given us this, um, and this. I mean, this gift. It's it's just it's it's amazing that God has given us this opportunity this this privilege to to um work with him labor with him um and proclaim the goodness of god and what he has done in our lives and and what he is doing through us in the lives of many because of christ um Another thing I wanted to read is um, in uh, John 11, uh, verses 41, 42, we see, um, I'm not going to read the the entire, um, all the verses, but when Lazarus died, Christ turned to the Father in prayer and said, Father, and he said, I know that you always hear me. I know that you always hear me. And that should be our attitude. That should, that if we are walking with Christ, we or are ordained, been given a holy calling by the Father, then we should not lack in faith. And we should know that, hey, God always hears me because of that blood, uh, because of that blood sacrifice that was shed through Christ. He always hears us. And so Jesus commanded Lazarus to come out of the tomb, um, and death has had to give him up. Death had no power over Christ. Um, there is nothing that death could uh, do or hold, um, because Christ is pure. Christ has, has 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 conquered death, and and has conquered everything. He has authority over all and over everything. And so, given again, given. He has given us this authority to um, cooperate, to be with them, to work together with them, to proclaim this good and favorable year of the Lord, this, 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 the goodness of God, this, this love of God toward us. And so we have um, a high priest uh, who desires to bless us richly. Um, And again, not only does he keep us, um, he makes his face, as even in the Old Testament we see where um, of of the priests and and their blessings to the Israelites, we see that Christ, he makes his face face shine upon us. He is gracious toward us, and not only does he um, lift his countenance upon us and gives us peace, but he has given us power in his spirit to perform our priestly ministries. So, um, so, yeah, that's, that's really what I wanted to, uh, to talk about today and hopefully, um, next week, um, we'll go over, um, just walking in the spirit, uh, when Christ says, um, the spirit leads us, the spirit guides us as the wind. So that's going to be uh, that next week's study, but for this week, um, I, I really want you to um, to understand and to just to see that that access that was foreshadowed previously as as by physical means that were just to us humans something that we cannot at all att- attain to have, access to 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 the father to have access to to the most holies to have access to that presence of god we cannot attain but now through christ we have attained that we have we have become royal priesthood we have been given authority we have been given this ministry um, and, 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 and as part of the holy spirit's anointing in us we must fulfill this ministry Um, and that means, you know, if, if we're walking, you know, wherever we're going, whoever we're approaching, you know, do you really believe that you are a royal priest, that you are, um, that you are a child of God and that you have been given this authority, that you've been given this power to proclaim Jesus Christ, uh, and his love. So if, if, if someone is, um, sick if someone is is needs healing or someone needs prayer or someone is 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 being oppressed depre- uh, de- uh, depressed um depressed uh, whatever sickness or um, oppression of the devil they have um, or maybe they're uh, in a state of, of, of um, they cannot forgive themselves for, for something they did they did whatever it is. If you believe that you have access to the most holy of holies, to access to the to God, direct access through the Son, when He says with boldness you can approach God with boldness because of what Christ has done for you, then you have no. Pro- they should have no problem going to that person, and you know. Praying for them and commanding that you know that oppression that um, whatever um, is laying a hold of them that sickness that disease whatever it is, um, and if there's nothing that's laying a hold of them, you know if it's if if, if they need the gospel, you should have no issue, you know, um, giving that blessing, providing that blessing through christ because he has given you that power and 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 you will see people being healed you will see people being set free um and i mean many of us have seen that and many of us are seeing that um but uh but that is your holy calling again he says preach the gospel to the poor Proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set free those who are oppressed, proclaim, this is to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. If that is Christ's calling as a high priest, that was his anointing, of the, the, the spirit anointed him and that was his ministry, how much more we as his priests, that is our calling as well. So we should approach, um, approach God with boldness Without fear, because we know that through Christ, we have what we ask. And, and God is love. God desires good good for us. And, and God is kind. Um, and if we just ask, um, expecting, knowing that what we ask, we approach him. And, and we just expect, we approach him. And as we are approaching, we know that he's going to give it to us. Because he's that good. He is that desiring of of. To bless us, he wants to show how good he is to us. He wants to use us and to show through us how good of a God he is. And if you approach people who are sick or who are, um, lame or, or whatever, with this confidence in that in, in Christ, with that faith in Christ, then you will see. Um, you will see God working in you, the spirit working in you and you will, you will, um, uh, not only will it bear witness of his resurrection of his power and his love. Um, but, but you can see that he is, is here and he does have and desire that relationship, even with that person who is, who, who might be lost or who, who does not know him yet. Um, But, uh, but yeah, uh, this was this is this week's study and uh, I guess uh, next week.